Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Begun so it begins as it began, and it be not. I was thinking of another big G something, and it didn't. I forced the issue. <laughs> we are in Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Aries, real quick though. Uh, in August, we have a few dates I want to make sure everybody knows about. We're going to be at Helium Buffalo, uh, the twelfth through the fifteenth. And then we're going to be at the Chicago Improv. Yep. Shout out to everybody in Chicago and Trump. sweet home Chicago. Yeah, uh, the nineteenth to the twenty second. So come on and see us out there. And then we're back uh, at Tommy T's in Pleasanton, the twenty sixth to the 29th. Yeah, and that was since the whole outside earphones show. Yeah, that was a uh, on the on the back of a truck. Yes. All right, guys. I just wanted to let you know that we're going to be there. So uh, let's keep going. There it is. You know, I don't know if you caught it last night when I do the joke that I normally do about um, I'm not a fan of middle of America. Yeah. Uh, and I said, uh, I said, uh, Omaha. Uh, I said, Omaha. Now I'm forgetting because I'm fucking with my joke. Nebraska. I used to say Omaha, Iowa's. And what's the other one I say? I think Omaha, the Iowa's. And something else I say. You used to say, didn't you? Did you used to say no, Ohio? No, that was that was what I did. The uh, okay. the forty uh, eighth place. Yeah. Oh. But when I do the you know middle aged America, the 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 Omaha, the Iowas, there was something else that I said. No, but Mississippi is a different thing yeah. too. Um, I omitted the Iowa part. Yeah. We and had I, to. And I, yeah, and I kept the other two places so that I was still able to. Serve up the chicken fried steak, but they—they, they, they, I still know that they felt it because no, I don't think they felt no? it. Okay, you know when you don't, as long as you don't attack them personally, them, uh, they really think they're <laughs> special. Every place thinks it's special, so it can't be them if you don't say it's them. Uh, it was. It's. I. I did not know what to expect up here. You said that I've been here before. I don't remember I'm being you, here, dude. You have the, the manager doesn't remember me being here. Well, that might have been a different manager. No, she's been the own that the owner man, the managing uh, partner. But she was blasted last night. So she, uh, she was. She was. She was feeling no pain. Yeah. Um. You really don't believe you've been here? No, I don't think I've been here. You know what I'm telling you, this is my third time here. First time I came, I was with my ex-wife. Back when she was being with me on the road. Uh, and then I came here the last two times, this time and the time before this one. And you was with me both times. I don't remember it. Yeah, you don't, you don't, just coming from a man who can't remember shit. shit that's true. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, yeah, I have that against me right there. So yeah, you're, you're, you're correct. I've not eaten all day and I'm putting the finishing touches on some Jack Link's meat snacks which is great because original by, beef jerky so by the time we get to the email episode the digestion process will be occurring yeah unbelievable <laughs> um but we are in your palatial room so if you're gonna blow it up at least it's in your room this time um you said the audience surprised you yeah it really did 
I didn't think they were going to be that. First of all, I didn't think the mix in the room was going to be as as good. Uh, I didn't know the Mexican squad was out here in Iowa. Mexicans, blacks, whites, a little bit of everything. Yeah, I was really I was really surprised about that part of the room, which made me happy. And then uh, overall, like, and you said it best. You said how they were open. They were open. To, uh, they were a lot more loose than I thought they were going to be. Yeah. Um, especially when I saw some mullets <laughs> with some sleeveless cutoff shirts. Dude, and, th- and those were some of the <clears throat> biggest, the biggest fan supporters yeah. of the show. But they also looked like they said nigga secretly. <laughs> I don't know. But, dude, yeah, I don't with know. The, dude with the cutoff sleeves and the blonde mullet, he says it, dude. I, I don't think it's as much of a secret as you might have felt it was. Well, a secret around me. <laughs> yeah. But in closed doors around the people, it is flinging, baby. Uh, and then, you know, look, sometimes as the saying goes, don't judge a book by its cover. And visually, I just, you know, looked at certain, the kind of white folks that were in the crowd. And I was like, this is going to be tough. But nah, man, they was loose as fuck. I think some of them want it. They, they want that. They, they want it. They want the pure coca. Did you uh did you see that video? I think I, I don't know if it was DL who posted. Someone sent it to me though too. Where uh, it's a rap battle. With who? Uh, it's I don't even know who it was. It was a white dude though, and he oh, and shit. he he said and in his in his cipher. Uh oh. He said, "So you say I can't use the N word?" And then he use it. Then he uses it, and the dude that he's battling just squares up and just. <laughs> He hit him? <laughs> and all the dudes in the back are like, oh, and he, and it was, and somebody said, go, okay, okay, okay. okay. So uh, somebody sent me the video and I, and I said, please send that to me. I, I will. And I sent it back to you. Uh, I know I sent it, I sent it back to him. I said, that's what happens when a white dude gets a hall pass and finds out he's in the wrong hallway. Hey, man. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Um, it makes me realize how funny, even though I'm not running that joke right now, right. it still makes me realize how fucking funny that joke is and the way that I delivered it. That- but you totally do it at the right time in the right place. Yeah. In the right context. Yes. Right. But So you punch him in the mouth? Punched him square. Dude, it That's was- funny. I'll send it to you. Right he called him a nigga or he just said nigga? No, he... Uh, he he did the... Uh, see, this is where it, it, it's like where I... Like, he says, my... He said, my nigga. Yeah. Because he said to him, said, so you say I can't use the word anymore. He goes, well, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so, it, 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 but it was just so, it isn't actually that part that's funny. The guy, the dude's in the back. Whoa. Oh. Yeah, but it, it, they I thought fr- you was going to say they brave heart this nigga. No, the, it, it just freezes and you see the guy's faces just, right. you know, in the, right. and it's just fucking funny. Okay, I'm reloaded. <laughs> I'm at war, Andy, today. I'm at war. Oh, oh. D.L. Hewley sent out a post about a black girl, another Karen situation, where this black girl is on her bicycle. And I guess she has a business where she sells deals and hair care uh, products. And one of her customers has driven to her house and has pulled over to the side. And the girl who's selling it is on a bicycle and she got on house shoes and a bonnet as she goes to deliver the product to the girl who drove and is sitting outside on the curb. And Karen, this white Karen is giving her shit, asking her why does she always have people coming by in cars, you know, and she's got a bicycle with the basket in the front. And this is where she puts her product. And then when the people show up, she bicycles over to the car and hands it to them through the window. So the white woman is saying it seems like a drug deal. She thinks the black girl is dealing drugs. So she's a prove to me you're not dealing drugs. And why are you always doing this? Doing what Karen's do. And the black girl is telling her, I pay my mortgage. I pay 50,000 in taxes. Mind your business. And I said in my post, I was like, man, fuck the Karen. We know Karen's is going to always be. Karen's do what Karen's do. I'm more upset about the goddamn bonnet and the house shoes in public. Here we go. Where are you going to pick a fate? Are you ready for a war? Um, Here's the interesting thing, though. And with Monique, too. A lot 
lot of black people agree with me, but a lot of them don't. And this is a very divided fucking topic. You know, it's a very internal black issue divided topic. Um, And of course, some of the comments were, yo, man, how could you be so concerned about the bonnet when the real important thing is this girl, black queen is experiencing racism. You worried about the wrong shit. You the problem. I said, look, man, I'm not saying that the race issue isn't an issue. It's always been an issue. That's that's always going to be an issue for us in this country. It's called a Tuesday. I get the racial thing. But one, it didn't look like she was under that much duress. This white woman had to be like 75 years old. If the black girl wanted to, she could have snapped her fingers and broke the bitch down. She really didn't look like she was in that much duress. So I got that. I'm not denying that. But you know how I feel about the bonnet shit and the house shoes. And of course, some of the black girls who responded to me in in response to her and protecting her, she's doing her business. She's got a business. Let her do her business. Salute the black woman for the business. I'm going, that's all fine too. But if we're talking about business, let's conduct ourselves in a business fashion, looking the way you should look. Professional. Bottom line is this. Fucking bedwear don't belong outside. Fucking bonnets and house shoes belong in the house. And if you're going to talk about business, if you were the CEO of a Fortune 500 company, would you show up to work in a fucking bathrobe, even if you sold bathrobes? Because the argument was, well, she sells she sells hair care products. So maybe the bonnet is advertisement. All right. Well, again, if I sell robes, bathrobes, and I got a flourishing business, I'm supposed to show up to work in a bathrobe to sell bathrobes? Hugh Hefner showed up in loungewear. Hey, Hugh Hefner had 15 bad bitches on his arm. But he wasn't in his house. And he worked out of his house. Yes. Okay. You know what I mean? He never show up to the Playboy building in a motherfucking robe. Uh, and, okay. And and I'm and I'm just I'm just saying, like, look, again, it's interesting because there are a lot of black people who get it and who agree. And I even said, I I also have that same energy for niggas that sag their pants. I don't like either one. And, you know, um, a lot of black people got it. They get it. They understand. What do you think about the dude with the do-rag? Same thing. I'm not a fan of that either. Um, So you're consistent? Yes. Okay. I'm consistently a prick. (laughs) Um, And, you know, listen, this, this is what's funny. To the black women, not like if there's any that disagree with me, they listen to this podcast. Well, they listen to the podcast, but they're already fans of the podcast and fans of me. It ain't like any of them chicks on Instagram who hate me and bash me. We're listening to this podcast to begin with, or they definitely ain't going to listen to it, even if I told them to. But at the end of the day, I just I love the cliche bullshit. People always say when they want to fuck with you or when you get into a, a verbal tussle, man, you ain't funny word. I've been doing this 31 years. I have several passports that have been stamped through and through thoroughly. Word. I, I'm not going to go down my list of credits, but that's like, that's some cliche shit. That's like the girl who gets broken up by her boyfriend that she's been with for 10 years. Now he can't fucking his dick is little. But she was loving this nigga for 10 years. Find something else to say besides I ain't funny. Because we know that ain't the truth. So what do you want him to do? What do I want who to do? When you say that, what do you what, what what's the resolution though? To the bonnet shit? Don't wear it. Look, at the end of the day, people gonna do what they're gonna do. But you know, you you have an opinion, and that's the other thing. People always act like you're not allowed to have an opinion, or your only your opinion only matters as long as it fits their narrative, as long as it goes with with what they agree with. But somehow, me having an opposite opinion is not valid. I'm not allowed to have it. If I were agreeing with you, then we wouldn't have a problem. My opinion would be okay. Well, okay. No. Go, sorry. <laughs> Going back to what they said and what, uh, just just because I want you to answer all these questions so that people understand this. Uh, it seems so that the, the reaction, the initial reaction 
wasn't just about the bondage. It's also that you didn't care about the that the that Karen was over there, right? Bothering somebody. I put the fo- my focus was on the wrong shit. So, what do you say to that though? I acknowledged it though. I said, "Yo, we we know about the Karens. They're not going anywhere." And and again, it'd be one thing if this black girl was being physically assaulted or gay or or jumped. It was a 70, 70 year old white woman nosy doing doing nosy seventy year old white woman mm, shit. shit. And you want a bike, bitch? Pedal. Okay, I gotta ask you this question. Why are you paying her any mind? I, I gotta ask you this question to to this though about the the Karen coming out asking questions. Um. Do you have a neighborhood watch in your neighborhood or anybody, you know, people that kind of just pay attention? You got, a, I mean, secu- you always, you got a security guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I live little, in a gated community. So, so he drives his little, yeah. his little cart around. And if he saw someone constantly out and people were coming by real quick, mm-hmm. would they take notice of that? That's a job. Yeah. So that's to a take job. notice and address it. But it ain't a regular civilians. But if there was a neighborhood watch. And it's the regular civilians. It's the community, the neighborhood, trying to make sure that everybody's okay in their neighborhood. Right. Is it is it strictly a Karen, or is there ever is there room? I, I, I'm I'm glad you just said that because and listen, you know you know I always go the eye test, the smell test. If it feels and smells and and your gut is telling you what it is, chances are that's what it is. So, do I think the woman was being on some Karen racial shit? Yes. Okay. However, to your point or where I think you're going with it, what if she wasn't? And she was being really, and I know it's going to be hard for a lot of black people to digest that because, again, it's none of her business. It's none of her business to begin with. But, two, and I'm all in favor of my people. To the people, give the people what they want. Love my people. But I think sometimes we do. Sometimes race, 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 race. It's racist, 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 racist. Now, here's why I think it feels a little like some race shit. But then I can also hear you coming back with what it was. The fact that she's going, I see cars here all the time. And you're constantly making hand to hands inside those cars. So it looks like a drug deal. Now, hearing a white person say, Drugs and black people. That's the part that feels like yeah. racist shit. But how else do some drug deals get done? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Hand to hand in a car. Quick. Here it is. Get out. I'm not saying that's what the black girl was doing. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying perception. And what makes this delicate is. If a black person came by and did the same shit to the girl on the bike. Yo, it looked like drug deals. Would we feel differently? Well, because it's a white lady doing it and it's a black person. And again, you're saying drugs. You go, oh, shit. It's racial. It's racial. And that's why I said to me, the, I, my biggest issue wasn't even about all that. Fuck that. I, I, okay, yeah, Karen, 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 Karen. We know what it is. And this was an old woman. I'm t- the the bonnet bothered me and the house shoes out in public. I, like I said, I, I I put that up there with the other thing that I hate. And again, this is a white girl thing. I've seen black girls do it, but it's mainly a white girl thing. Bare feet on the concrete. <laughs> that's a white girl, that's, that's a white girl thing, but I've just, seen black girls yeah, do it. But it's a drunk white girl thing. It's a drunk white girl thing. Or not even drunk. After the club, then bitches' feet be hurting. Yeah. So I don't like that. That bonnet shit drives me nuts. It again, I told you, you heard me say it. It looks mammy and shit looks slavish. And again, I don't want to keep beating this dead horse, but again, my, my biggest take was when everybody kept mentioning her business. If she if if she is conducting her business and it only took her a second to run from the house to the car, then what and she was she supposed to do her hair up and get it dolled up for to do that? It's a quick transaction. All right, but now let's be technical, though. In business, when is it okay to wear house shoes and bedwear? In business, are we co-signing this? Are we saying that's okay? 
So not that I'm going to go back to the racial component with, with the Karen. So if she was dressed as a professional business person and people were coming over to pick packages up, not in house slippers and in bonnet. And I don't, I'm, you, I'm, you're touching everything that people mention. So based on appearance, listen, if you are racist and you're inherently racist, it don't matter what you wear. Right. A racist is going to do what a racist does. Whatever that racial motivation, that bigot, that bigoted thinking, that's going to happen regardless to what you wear. You could wear a fucking tuxedo and an evening gown. Man, I just don't know. The reason I brought this up is, be, and the reason I said it is, I don't know where we go. I don't know how we can have a com- how we have conversations when. I, I I understand why that would seem and the way you said it, the smell test. Right. I completely understand why it would feel racial, why I would come like I like I, I obviously I can never understand what it's like to be black. I live in this skin, but I understand that I if I saw a 75 year old white woman coming over to me while I was minding my own business, running my business. And she was accusing me or saying anything in an accusatory way. I would take it as racial. But then on the other side, is she just watching the neighborhood and going, hey, something weird's going on. Let me go talk to her and maybe just needs a conversation. But does she deserve a conversation? And if we were just neighbors, just neighbors, and you took the racial component out and go, no, you know, I, I sell hair care products. Let me show you what I do. Hey, would we have a conversation if it was just but, but I can hear, neighbors? I can hear the black folks already. She shouldn't have to explain herself. She shouldn't, but I'm just saying, if it was neighbors, if we're being neighborly, we live in the same neighborhood, we want the same common goal. I'll, I'll put it to you like this, and I'll ask you, based on what you're saying, could the white lady have approached her differently is what you're saying? More calm, more hello, hello. more pleasant. Yeah. Now, if she does that, I still hear black people saying, well, motherfucker, she do my business and the bitch do whatever she wants. And the neck is swinging and the eyes is rolling and there's some hot sauce on the chicken. But at what point are we able to get past where we are? And that and to come- me is the key, because the same. I didn't see the video, no, by no, the no, way. No, no. but I didn't see the but, video, by the way. But the same vitriol and anger that I'm getting from. The people, mostly black women, but black dudes too. That the way y'all hit me up, the way they hit me up on Instagram and their response. You're choosing to do that because you're upset with my take. When you could choose to go, hey, brother, let's start a dialogue. Let me come at you right. Why are you saying that? I disagree. Here's my point of view. What's yours? And now we have an adult give and take. And even if we still disagree, no one was called out their name. No one felt disrespected. You know what I mean? But There's a way these conversations can happen. But when you come at me, it because you don't like what I said, with you ain't funny, you're bitter, you're washed up, you ain't shit, you disillusional, fuck you, shut the fuck up. Now what I'm supposed to do? I, now we, we, we there, we there. But it seems like in where we are today, that is it. That's our, you're either on this side or you're that side. There's only two sides now. And that's, that's where, how do we go anywhere from right here? This is why I'm saying it's so funny to me, the, the, the hypocrisy. Because people are so self-centered that they believe their opinion is the only opinion. Their opinion is the right opinion. What makes yours any better than mine? Again, let me go. If I if I agreed with you and I took your stance, man, fuck that old white bitch. Mind a business. Girl out there making a business. Go, black queen. Well, now we're friends. But because I go, I don't like that look. I think it's this. Now I'm all kind of expletives and all kinds of wrong. See, I'm not allowed to have an opinion, but you are. That's crazy. Social media, the the uh, the protection that social media allows you, and, and it's different. And this is what I I, I real I'm starting to realize a little bit because as you, as, as someone in your position who's known, 
you can't have. Oh, thank you, Andrew. An Go ahead. You can't have. An oh, 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 I'm glad you said that. Go ahead. It just made me think of my note. One girl goes, you know, why we let these celebrities like Monique and meaning me try to tell us what we should and shouldn't do? Why do these celebrities think their opinions matter? Well, you know what? Before we were celebrities, while we became celebrities and while we are celebrities, we're still human. We still have opinions. With the moment you're branded a celebrity, you're not human anymore. You don't have an opinion because you're a celebrity. That's ridiculous. You're allowed to have opinion as long as you agree with the. With, That's what I just said. Yes. And but the problem is, and when it comes to social media and you're a celebrity or you have some status, some name. Then you are the enemy if you disagree. You could have a conversation, a shouting match on, on social media. Right. As long as you're not anybody. You guys can just <laughs> disagreements can fly right, back right, and forth. Right, right. But if you're somebody, you have something that people will try to take away. All right. So is it, we are at a place where I and the reason I the reason I this was kind of an easy one for me because I didn't see the video. So I, I really don't know. So my everything I just asked was a question. But where mm-hmm. do we go from here? How do we how do we figure out a way? We, we, we now we, we kind of laid out what's wrong. We, there's I don't think there's anybody who can say that they can't see that there's things that are wrong, whether they agree or disagree with what's wrong is different. Right. But how do we make changes if there's if, if there's only two? Everybody has to be on their side instead of the conversation cannot happen. You know, I remember Patrice said uh, in one of his specials, he goes, I used to hate cops, but now I own shit. And it's like that's not to say that cops aren't what they are, the bad ones. But when you have something to protect, when you realize the value of a good cop, you know, you don't be so quick to say fuck the police. Even though the bad ones give you reason to say fuck the police. And I say that to say, like you said, when you live in a nice neighborhood, and I'm let me keep saying this, and I shouldn't even say this because it sounds like I'm trying to convince to, to the people that listen to this podcast and are loyal and who have listened since forever, they know where I'm coming from. But if you're a new listener coming to the party, you might be like, oh, my God, this motherfucker feels like this. But it's like, I'm just saying, I'm not excusing this white woman. I'm not excusing her because it feels and smells to me like it was racial. But to, to Andy's point, can we not entertain that possible thought? Can we not? Is that so inconceivable to go, you know, this, you know, woman was watching the neighborhood. And you see how hard it is for me to even say that because it makes me feel like niggas will call me a a sellout, a coon. I had somebody say to me recently, yo, why you always caping for white people? Why you always seem like you down in your people and, and, and you putting on a cape? For white people. And I and I and I say to him what I've said to so many others that say that bullshit. You are just now coming into the party without knowing the host. If you look at my Vlad TV interviews, if you look at my Instagram pages, if you look at if you listen to this podcast, the last thing I do is tap dance. I am Malcolm X and Nat Turner rolled into one. And it's cost me in some of my career. So ain't nobody caping for white people. I just believe, and I'm I'm really going stealing from Andy here. Sometimes you gotta see both sides. Even though we know most of the time is bullshit. Well, even when you're just even when you're describing it, because like I said, I haven't seen the video. I I mean, I feel like you gotta keep there's no reason to come over to someone else's house. And it's their house. They're doing what they do. Leave them alone. Right. And then throw the racial component in, which is going to be there no matter what. Yeah. So how do you. But if you're living in the same neighborhood and you want the same thing, but it's hard to see. I don't know. I Like I said, I haven't seen the video. So it's hard for me to imagine a younger woman hustling, trying to make a living for herself. Right. And then a 75 year old white woman coming over. It doesn't seem like they're on parallel thoughts. So 
Like it's really simply hard. because of the race, races and the age. You know, Eddie Murphy. I remember he did that joke on Delirious where he goes, first time he went to Texas, he was talking about racism. Oh yeah, yeah. And the guy goes, uh, "Hey man, is this your bag? Yes, yeah, my fucking bag. What's wrong? A black man can have a suitcase." And the white guy goes, "Geez, what's this guy's problem?" So it feels like sometimes because of race and the tenderness of it, a white person can't say shit. Because if they do, a black man can't have a suitcase. And sometimes, you know, it ain't that. But in, but again, I haven't seen the video, so it very well could have been that. Right. And I do understand from the perspective that the, 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 the ideology of these two different people, one being black, one being white, one being 75. Again, I haven't seen the video, so I'm assuming younger. Right. Hair care supplies, starting a, a business, younger. Right. Those ideologies probably don't match up. But I'm my case, the point I'm trying to make is how do we get to the point where if you're living on the same block and you want the same things and you want your kids to go outside and play you gotta the have same, a conversation, man. But how do we have that? Uh, that's the key. You got to tiptoe and walk on the meg shells and figure it out. You know, I'm going to say this last thing about the bonnet thing. Like even Aunt Jemima, they removed the head wrap and gave her a perm. Like I, I just. That to me, what the bonnet feels like, it feels ancient mima ish. That's why I can't stand it. I, I'm I, the only reason I'm 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 smiling about it is because I have this memory of when my, I was a kid. My we didn't have a lot of money at one point, and uh, when I was growing up, my mom had saved those bottles, those the syrup bottles. Yeah, and. Uh, and she decorated them like with the uh, um, scrap fabrics right? and decorated the bottle, took off the label and decorated the bottle and made like a gift out of it to give to people as these gifts to people or to black people. No, to friends, okay. to her friends, right. like, you know, uh, a, a flower could go. I don't know what to be. Or you, right. but I, most people put stuff in it that they could store mm-hmm. in some, um, it was just kind of funny though, but when you said that, that's why I was laughing at it. I was just thinking about my mom making those, uh, right. those when we were broke and trying to make gifts for people. Right. That, so, that didn't go anywhere. I just right. just wanted to set it. All right. So uh, so we can't have a conversation. So I guess this is as good as it gets, and it's getting real hot outside. So the end of the world's coming anyway. So fuck it. Right. Uh, <laughs> what you got on your plate? Uh, I was going to bring up the Suns because I uh, my guys. Boom, 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 boom. Nah, I don't feel that way, man. I, do, I definitely don't feel that way. I, I wrote something for him, but uh, I don't feel that way. And the reason I don't feel that way is because um, the 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 Suns. You know, where is it? I got a hat. Oh, I know where it's at, though. I'll find it. Why are you getting to that? Uh, Steph, Steph, is it Stephen Jackson or Stephen Jackson? Stephen. Stephen Jackson. Right. Is it Stephen? I'm getting Stephen Curry is. All right. Anyway, uh, Stephen Jackson, you know, he's got that all up in smoke uh, with uh, Matt Barnes. And he recently made a comment because I remember Giannis after winning the championship said uh, he did it the the right way. He didn't stack up and make a super team. And Stephen Jackson in response to that was like, um, he was basically saying, Middleton and Drew Holiday were superstars. They just don't have superstar names. So don't don't belittle your teammates. You know, they they were a super team. And I mean, 98.9% of the feedback was Steven Jackson's out of his fucking mind. That is the most clownish take I've heard in a, in a minute because a super team was Miami. Bosh, Wade, LeBron. A super team was the Warriors, KD, Steph, uh, was Clay. Um, when the fuck did Middleton and Drew Holiday be considered superstars? They're great players. Are they on the KD, Steph Curry, Clay, Dwayne Wade, Bosch level? No. Were they ever responsible for carrying a franchise? No. Have they ever been the face of a franchise? No. 
Are they Hall of Famers? No, but all those other people are. So Steven Jackson, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, I think I think it's I think it's a different conversation. I think he's saying that they were superstars as to their team, they're superstars. Because as you say, as you as you as you because you're looking up to other people when these people care help carry you to this championship. Role just, players. But Middleton played a fucking Middleton Hell of a role. And Middleton took the shot in in that in game six that I think ended it. So did Steve Kerr. So yeah, so yeah. They're not superstars, dude. But They're Mid- great players. Middleton may end up being a superstar before he's done. Dude, if you're not a superstar at this level already and you've been playing for this long, then when people talk- superstars are, are, are guys out the gate. Well, it's first of all, though, it is hard to get the national attention when you're playing in fucking Milwaukee. Yeah, but Reggie Miller was considered a superstar and that's a small market. Yeah, but he, he didn't get it instantaneously. And he also came from a basketball family who Cheryl Miller also had a lot of press behind there as well. But this there was, was but, little but, Reggie. But there was never any mistake about. Reggie's position. No, but Re- he Re- was the franchise. He carried the Pacers. He was the face of the Pacers. Well, there's only one face. Hall of Famer. Giannis is the face. That's what I'm saying. He's a superstar. Middleton and Drew, who was screaming their names before this? But again, even when you and and where this conversation to me gets twisted is, yeah, they're superstars to that team. They're needed for that team. They're needed for Giannis to win. Uh, you know, like, and the argument was Batman and Robin. And is Giannis is Batman? Then the middle is Robin. No, 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 they're 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 the Wonder Twins. Okay, whatever you want to call they're the Wonder Twins. But no, and I'm not trying to be funny when you say Batman and Robin. Robin Robin was an integral part of Batman and Robin. Right. Middleton and Drew Holiday ain't even that. They're the Wonder Twins. Now, I I I think Middleton's better than that. I really do. But but besides that, though, going to what I was going to say is the super teams to me aren't aren't built that way. Th- those are two people taken out of the draft. They put they put pieces together to make right. this great team. When you when you take uh, the Warriors, that was uh, um, Clay Thompson and Stephen Curry. That was that was brought together naturally. I, I want to say organically in, in the way that a, a team is right. assembled through the draft through trades. Where we make these deals. And then when you that was a, so that was a great team when you brought KD, then you made it a super team. You had a conversation. You brought someone right. in necessarily see, okay. wouldn't been able to organically had ended up on that. So team. without KD, the team they had went 73 and nine. That wasn't a super team. It wasn't put together to be a super team. It was a super team because it organically came together. That was one of the best teams to ever come together out of a draft, out of, out right. of doing everything this, the, the traditional way. But when you have superstars talking to each other and not taking the mantle of I'm the superstar, I have another co-star and then I have role players. That's a different kind of team. That's what we used to have in the NBA. And then we had uh, the LeBron. Who was shifting players to come play with them to make that team. And I don't want to be like, I'm hating on LeBron. I'm not. He had the power and the ability to do that. So do you think Giannis, when he said that, was throwing shade at LeBron? No, I think he was, I think that he was very, I think he chose to do it a different way and to stay and make that team. Listen, LeBron left Cleveland. This is where we got, this is, we're going to form a super team to form a super team. So let's look at it this way. Is he throwing shade? I don't know if he's throwing, I don't know what his actual intent was, but he stayed in Milwaukee, signed with Milwaukee to stay. And here's the other thing though. We know that uh, Giannis's relationship with the owners are different than what LeBron was having in Cleveland. And if you don't have the support, then maybe, yeah, you have to leave. Right. But that wasn't. I don't think anyone ever faulted LeBron for leaving. I think they faulted him for the way he left and then forming a super team. Well, if he wouldn't went to another team that didn't have a Dwayne Wade or a Bosch. And they came to get like he took another. I don't use say garbage team, but another team who was struggling a little bit and joined that team, join that team to and make went, it. Yeah. Then yeah, but he 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 built a team around him, and that's why you had the big press conference with not one ring, not two rings. Right. So that's a different way of building a team. That's and and some people are going to disagree with this too because they're going to say, well, that's players building the team. They right. should have the right to build the team. Why is it? Why does someone else get to build the team? What what's this general manager's job? But that's how it has 
That's how the NBA was set up to be done. That's how the NFL set up. That's how all the teams are set up. Chris Paul feels to me like he's that guy that never will win a a ring. Because either because 90% of the time he's hurt. And when he's not hurt, it just it doesn't pan out. Listen, here, here's what I'm going to say about this whole thing. And it's I can't even find what I wrote, but I'm just I, I don't need it because I can explain it. I'm very proud of the Phoenix Suns. I thought they had a hell of a run last year. They were a lottery team. They didn't make the playoffs. Now, they won all their games in the bubble, but they didn't make the playoffs. Right. First time in 10 years, they get to the playoffs. They didn't just get to the playoffs. They won their playoff games. And I know a lot of people said, well, they played hurt teams. Okay, but they beat those hurt teams. They didn't just win and squeak out wins and barely slid to the next to the next level. Well, you know, it's easy to beat a toddler when you're a grown man and his left arm is broken. Those teams still had star players on those teams. LeBron LeBron put up a hell of an attempt. Without Anthony Davis, it's not the same. No, it's not. But they had a team. Without Kawhi Leonard, it ain't the same. But they won games without them. Either. I mean, look, look, you can't cry over what is. Yeah. And injuries are a part of the NBA. So I hear that. And Chris Paul got hurt and, and the Suns had a win without him. You're right. Okay. Okay. So that being said, uh, I, I was impressed that they were able to go from zero to 100. They went and, and not in the playoffs and went all the way to the finals. And they met a team. That had been kicked out of the finals, that had been beaten, that had tasted the taste that, that uh, how did I say it in this, in this thing, the, the agony of defeat. And right. the games were on ABC, so that made sense. If any right. of you don't know that, uh, mm. that was a Saturday morning thing where they had sports right. and they would say the, the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. The thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. So uh, and once you taste that and you taste it enough, and that's how Jordan got past uh, Detroit. That's how all teams get past the teams that they have to do. They have to take that, that they have to taste. Yeah, that. But I think the difference is like what we're talking about. Those teams mainly stayed together. They kept their nucleus. So you had a chance to get to, back, to get past them. Yeah. Whereas now these parts keep moving so much. We don't know who the stronger team is going to be. That's why I'm saying, yes, if everything would stay exactly the same right now, I would even put my money towards the Suns. But I'm telling you, the Lakers are making the move to yeah. get Damian Lillard. And I get that. And I think and they're probably they going to get him. And if they get Damian, and now you again, you Anthony Davis is healthy, and LeBron st- still seems like he's got something in the tank. I don't know that Milwaukee repeats. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know that the Suns get back there. I don't know either. I can only talk about this year. But they did something that I wasn't. No one was expecting them to do. They, and they ran up against the team that wasn't going to be beat. And what I was saying is I watched the games. I was there for game one. And then I watched all the other games on TV. Uh, but the moment was bigger than the Suns. The moment was bigger. And you don't think they were ready for it? I, You know, it's hard. It, it's a different kind of game when you get into the final. Everybody talks about it. This is a different kind of game. And closing out people who have already been there and you have not been there. It's a different way of playing it. And I saw after the, after their game three loss and then they came into the game four, all of a sudden I saw a team change where they were playing not to lose. They were playing on house money because no one expected it to be there. And when they got to the finals, that was it. This is, we win these, we're champions. Right. And it's easier to play on house money. When you get there and you have to go up against someone who's been beat and been sent home and you never had that feeling. Right. Uh, Booker Ty, he said, I've never, I never, I've never felt like this. Uh, Monty Williams talks about not feeling like that before. They know what that is now. Now it's not about playing not to lose. Now it's playing only to win because you don't want to have those feelings again. And Monty Williams, I know he's considered a great coach and I think he's a great coach, but I think in the moment he's drunk, he got a little small. Because and he hadn't been there in this capacity, he hasn't been there. But neither have the Bucks. Yeah, not. But they've been in the playoffs. They've been in the playoffs. Right, 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 okay? right, 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 right. And they've been, they they they've gotten booted out on the playoffs. They never get to this right. level. But what I was saying about that is, uh, and I think his relationship with Chris Paul. I think, I think there's times when Chris Paul shouldn't have been in the game. He's obviously has some kind of injury. He wasn't playing well. There was a lot of turnovers that he hadn't had. I think this team comes back. I uh, at some point, I think this team comes back. They are, they, they are, they need to sure up. I'm a gonna few be things. honest with you. Chris Paul ain't been the same since being on a banana boat. 
You remember the banana boat? But no. <laughs> Him, uh, LeBron, and D-Wade were all on vacation together. Oh, that's right. And they all, it was nuts to butts on the banana the boat. boat. He, he even the same since the banana boat, nigga. Uh, uh, <laughs> let me ask you. A healthy Brooklyn squad. Does Milwaukee get past, still get to the finals? James Hart, because they were balling. James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan. Do they get past Brooklyn? Man, everybody, keep, you keep saying a healthy. I don't know what happens next year. Do I think that if everybody's in top, is in tip-top shape, do they get past them? No, I don't think they get past them. Right. I don't think so. I I, I still think KD is probably... KD and Giannis one-on-one, who's going to win that game? Oh, Giannis. From a, from a paint standpoint. In the paint. Now, shooting outside, perimeter, KD. That'd be a tough game to watch. <sighs> be an awesome game to watch. Depending on who you like. Uh, I, I still think that, uh, I still think, going back to what I was saying, I still think the Suns did a phenomenal job. They're going to come back. Booker is going to be a different kind of Booker. He, he, he works too hard for bad shots. Because he does, I don't think that he right. he either had confidence in everyone on the floor, and I shouldn't say that. I just think that he was looking to carry the team in moments, and and there was people, even Jordan, that you know, in in, uh, in the last dance when he's telling Steve Kerr, "Listen, if they come down and double me, look for the ball. Right. I'm I'm going to pass it to you." Because he knew what their defense was going to be. There was moments where he had to look for someone else, and that didn't happen. And I think that just happens with experience. His his uh, his dude Kobe. Had the same problem when he was when he was young too, same exact problem. So, and so that I think is going to change. Uh, DJ uh, uh, DeAndre, uh, man, he's going to learn to play basketball a different way. You cannot be a big man like that and fade away from the hoop, yeah, especially with, with smaller guys on you. You can't play. With, you can You can't play with your back to the basket. When you're that big as barbecue chicken, you play with your back to the basket. Twenty eight ten, be shooting all those fadeaways. But he has soft. Hands. He grabs those. He can take the ball. He just needs to be able to finish with authority. He's not finishing. Uh, so that I, I don't know if Chris Paul makes it back there because I don't think they get back there this next year, even if Chris Paul stayed. Uh, so I don't know if Chris Paul's that that piece. Uh, Cam Johnson, I think, is going to be amazing. Uh, there's a lot. Of, uh, fucking the team that they have is there's just there's just missing a few components. And I don't think that they were. Uh, that they were all ready yet. They're there. They're just like the new X-Men. They just haven't, they haven't, they hadn't had enough battles yet. Well, a storm is a brewing in LA. If they get Dame Lillard. Well, cause that nigga's a pistol or they could take Chris Paul and Chris Paul. That's damaged goods. No, don't forget about the relationship they have because they're fuck a relationship. No. And and Chris Paul, all you have to do, if you, if you, uh, what's what good is Chris Paul? When he's hurt most of the time. Time management during the regular season. Man, fuck that. I'm getting Damian Lillard, dude. I'm, I'm not against Damian Lillard going over there. Chris Paul is a gun that jams. Damian Lillard is a revolver, nigga. But, it works. But you also going to have the Warriors this next year? Warriors are going to be back. Who, who are they getting? It, look at their team. And, and they have trade Clay ass- Steph. They have trade assets right now. They're, they're going to be a good team. Everybody's going to be healthy. Uh, I'm put, listen, if I'm telling you right now. If the Lakers get Damian Lillard, I'm pushing all my chips to the center table. I am John Malkovich and Rounders. I will splash the pot whenever the fuck I choose it. Big daddy. Nigga, I'm going for it. And then whoever comes out of the East and the East, whether it's it, it's going to be Brooklyn. <laughs> You're going to tell me that even Damian Lillard on, on that on an L.A. team is going to beat Brooklyn? Bitch! Bitch! This all night, he tripped, tripped, tripped me. Son of bitch, pay him. Pay that man his money. He beat me straight up. <laughs> you love that movie. I love that fucking movie. Um, we got th- 13 minutes left. Let's talk about Get Shorty. That's the one you want to talk about? Yeah, yeah. It's all you guys, 13 minutes and Get Shorty. I- I only got four notes, man. All right, let's talk about it. Uh, you said this was one of your. Fa- it's one of my. Dude, you movies. got some. You got like a escargot 
taste when it comes to certain shit. Like I watched this movie and I went, I but what was the big deal? It's, it's, it's just a story. I know, but what is it you liked about it? I'm not saying I didn't like it, but I liked the story. I liked everything. I liked every character in it. Well, I mean, listen, they had a, a, a great bevy of great dude, actors. All star cast. Who? What didn't? What? Okay, put it. Let me let me change this for you. Let me change this for you because I always say like when you go out for a good meal, right? And you go to a great restaurant and you have that good meal, and someone says, "Well, what was great about it?" You shouldn't be able to answer that question. You shouldn't. No, because it all was great. What stood out? Everything was amazing. No, I can give you specifics, baby. I, I'm going to tell you. I go to Mr. Childs. I can give you specifics. But the the emotion that you have after a great meal is usually it was all great. If it was great, right. nothing should have nothing should have stuck out more so than the other, unless you absolutely love. You said something. a second ago you loved that it, it was gangster and comedy. Yeah. Okay. You don't find, I know you don't no, find no, a gangster no, 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 because no, no, it's not a man food gangster. No, 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 no. Because I was about to expose myself because I was going. You don't mix gangster and comedy. But analyze this and analyze that is great. Yeah. But it's also De Niro, so you can't really go wrong. Okay. Um, what wh- who what in there didn't you like? What in there I did not like? Yeah, what in there didn't you like? Because that goes to my point. Of the but, you know, it wasn't anything that stood out that I went, I don't like this. I shouldn't say I don't like I, I liked it. I liked it. Excuse me. But... <sighs> It wasn't a blow me out my socks movie. It was funny. And it was a, t- you know how this is where like I, why I like John Travolta and I, and I usually, I never realized why I liked him until I saw it really good. You know, but not to stop you, but put De Niro's character from analyze it, this and that. And John's role. Yeah. I like the movie 10 times better. Do you think so? Because I- John Travolta, I don't know that I bought it. See, I did. I believed he was the tough guy, but he was likable and he never, I, the role that he played, he had to be likable. You had to like him. You don't think De Niro's I think it funny is, yes. was likable? Yeah, I think it's yeah. likable because they never made him the gangster. In but the I movie. still believe De Niro in those moments where he's a gangster. I didn't believe John. Because John didn't want to do it anymore. You're getting him at the end of it where he says, I don't want to, this isn't what I want to do anymore. <clears throat> I think he did a great job playing that character. Does the, the, the look at me. Hey, look at me. Right. The look at me thing. Right. And when Gene Hackman. Right, right tries, there. Right there. I think De Niro does a better job with that. Maybe. He puts more of that, look at me, that, that thing on it. But he, he doesn't want to stay in that. He has I know, to, but you still. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I thought it was great. Hackman in that movie playing, that, playing the producer. Right. And when he tries to pull the look at me. Right. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Delroy Lindo or uh, no, no the 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 guy was was he he was in he's in Law and Order now too. Or oh, I know you talking about. I don't know his real name. But uh, I know you talking about. Dude, that dude. Uh, just and when, when he when you know, okay, the scene where he uh, where he makes the dude he goes put a pill in him where he makes him right. shoot shoot the guy. Right. This is a comedy. Where where where's the death where's the death scene in uh, analyze this and that? The death scene. The death scene. Where's the killing? When the one dude fell out the window. During the wedding. Oh, that's right. There it's killing. Not, yeah. But not like that one. He actually made him shoot the dude. Right. And you still like and enjoy the movie as a comedy. Right. There's a, there's a lot in there, man. Barry Sonfeld. Sonfeld, who did this? Yeah. He did the Oceans movies. Yeah. Um, I like his style of... I don't want to say... Is it storytelling I'm looking for? Dennis but, Fier- but, but the way Dennis Fier- Fier- for, yeah, yeah, Dennis Fierro, Farina, Farina. The 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 there's a way he, in terms of movement, the characters coming in and out, the pacing, yeah. a little style. I like I like his work. Um, here was my thing, dude. You know, and 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 you know, God rest his soul. He, he typecast himself. It's hard for me to see James Gandolfini. It's anything other than Tony Soprano. And what's so weird is his natural voice feels like he's putting on a performance. performance. Even though no, that's, that's his, his natural voice. That's his natural yeah. voice. Because I'm so used to Tony. There was a scene where um, he says to the, to the guy when he has his daughter, don't talk about my daughter. He said, don't talk about my daughter. I'm used to 
Don't talk about my daughter. And it's all you hear the tone yeah. in his natural voice. Don't talk about my daughter. But it's daughter. And I'm just it, it it's throwing me. Dude, how how good is those scenes though? My favorite scene, my favorite, I don't know why I love this. And you're right, I do have some weird things right. about me when it comes to these movies. There's a line in there, which I just thought was so well delivered. And just the idea of even thinking about it, it's when uh uh, James Gandolfini, whose name is Bear in it, and yeah. he takes Bear down in between the cars because he, he wants the key back. He, and right. I love those scenes where he's like, "What kind of gangsters are you, dude?" When when they went into the restaurant, and he, you know, uh, Gandolfini as Bear tried to be threatening, and Travolta cups his nuts and throws him down the stairs. You don't do that to Tony. Like that's my mindset. Like <laughs> he, James Gandolfini was such a a, a, a intimidating physical scary presence to see him slapped around it it was like yo this feels weird uh when he told the guy why don't you turn your car around and go back to miami why don't you turn the car around and go back to miami it, it just it just it feels weird man but when he hits it when he takes him down and he's laying there and he says breathe breathe because he knocks the wind out of him he goes he goes, what is this? The same shirt, just a different color hibiscus? Yes. I thought that line was so genius because it's so... Who says that? Dennis Miller. <laughs> Why don't you wear a different shirt? It's the same shirt, but a different hibiscus. Huh, babe? <laughs> Get the fuck out of and here. So, in that movie, it stood out to me because right. it was just... It was so funny to hear him say that. And don't forget, uh, as this character, is Travolta's going to this, he ends up in the minivan. The Cadillac of minivans. Right. And and who delivers the Cadillac of minivans? Danny DeVito. No, who delivers? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, no, no, Darren Carter, the party starter. I missed that part. He's, he's, oh, oh shit, that might be in part two. Part two? They made a get yeah, shorty yeah, too? Yeah, but it, it's, that was with The Rock. Uh, no, I might have him confused because I, I, I didn't see it. My man, I thought who I thought you was talking about was Bobby Slayton. Slayton. But Bobby Slayton, that has a two second scene in the, in the, uh, right. in the office, in the, in the club. How fucking great is he in that scene? Yeah, man. I was glad to see Bobby get some respect, man. Dude. I love this movie. There's not a character in there. I don't love the only character I didn't like in the hall is Momo who dies in the very first few seconds. Right. Cause it, it, it that's how they get the movie started. Also in the scene where uh, Dennis Farina is, is there and he has the two guys behind him. The one guy who looks who you don't ever recognize from any movies, right. that's Chili Palma. That's Chili. Oh, really? That's the real gangster. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, usually even in a comedy, unless it's a superhero movie, and this was a comedy, but damn, when Farina punched the chick in a nose bleed, and I was like, is this a comedy? I'm telling you. Uh, it's it's a movie that there's gangster shit going on, in, but right. you're laughing at it. And I don't know why we're, we're able to laugh at it. That's how well the movie's done. That's what I'm saying. That's that great meal. When you don't actually understand why it was so great, right. everything was just served right. Uh, Delroy Lindo, though, too, in this movie. Yeah, no, the cast was all-star, man. Dude, his apartment. And when he's justifying right. his apartment. Right. Just everything about this. There's character development in a two-hour movie. This is the thing about it. The character development in that movie, right. in the short time that a movie exists, reminds me almost of watching 10 episodes of these these things that we're seeing on Showtime. and, and right. Because you get complete character development on almost every single character in, that, in, in this uh, movie. Right. Yeah. I might, I, I might have to watch it again. Uh, it just was like, you know, I didn't know what to make of it in terms of its tone. It's a very different kind of movie. Right. Uh, Rene Russo in it is fucking outstanding. Uh, and let me just say for the record, sir, you are absolutely right. Because I started uh, watching on the plane ride over here to Des Moines. More, I, 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 picked, I picked the ball back up with Queen of the South. And it's getting juicy, baby. But you were right. That shit is, what'd you call it? Telenovela. Telenovela. Some of the drama in that, I had the Spanish with the music <laughs> and the drama. It's got that feel. And the dude who you said, the voice, the yeah. character. Yeah. Negro, picho, kicho, cabrón. 
it, it is very like you know it, but 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 you know that's what it is this queen of the south is authentic mexican food like if you went in to an authentic mexican rex- restaurant the i don't know mexican dishes but the pepper that is fried with this sauce on the top and the burrito that is wet and the chips that are made from the ground. <laughs> this is that show. Dude, it, it's like that plus it, it's just and I said this to you when we were when we broke we were talking about it for a minute the other night. And I said, police never show up in anything that these guys have to do. Right. The police never show up. Oh, dude, when I picked it back up, some shit jumped off and, and the, the character Stephen Bauer from, that played uh, Manolo from Scarface, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. she goes, she has to go back. She's summoned back to uh, Brazil um, by one of them little girls in the weird masks. And apparently he's he's flown out a bunch of the people that fuck with him, work with him, push his product. Somebody is doing some foul shit. They, 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 they fucking with him. There's a, something and he has to figure out who it is. So basically he's like, nobody's leaving this room until I find out who the fucking who's stealing from me or doing whatever the fuck they doing. And of course my girl from power that played ghost's wife, she rats her out and they're about to poison this bitch. And I'm going, how does she get out of this one? Tune in next week. I wish I could do that guy's voice from <laughs> Batman. Boys and girls, what happens? Tune in next week. But lo and behold, boom, there's a way out. And I just went, this is fucking unreal. But it's it's juicy, man. It's juicy. I, I get why people like it. It just it just it it didn't do anything for me because uh and you're gonna watch the whole thing and you'll see why it really, really didn't do anything for me. But I I, I understand why people like it. Right. But it is. It, it, and the woman that plays Carmela, that's an ugly bitch. She got great legs, but that's an ugly bitch. Matter of fact, the last episode I just watched, she does a flashback to when she was a younger woman and how she met, met her husband. The girl who they got her playing, the younger woman, I'm like, nah, yo. Nah. And she morphs into that. Woo. Her face from the side. That nose and mouth combination, woo! So, but you still like it. You you still I do like you still it. recommend people but I, watching. But I it. don't put it up there with the big boys. But it is definitely worth watching. It's watchable. It is watchable. But it's it's just it's just a Mexican. Now my not not. My favorite at all, but I, I like I said, I see why people watch it. What do you? But overall, and get shorty going back to get shorty. What do you think is it watchable? Yes, uh, I don't know how fast I go to rewatch it again, Dude, but, but you, yes, it's unique that you just said. Chick got punched in the face. He shoots the guy, right? And his line after he shoots the guy. Do you remember his line after he, what Dennis Freeman says to the guy? Give it to me. What is it? Don't you better not throw up on my shoes? Yes, because he's got his foot on. Gene Hackman's head. Dude, how do you deliver that line in a funny comedy right. and be funny? <sighs> I'm telling you, there right. was stellar acting going on in that movie. Whether you would whether you are realizing it as you're watching it, but if you look back on it, you're gonna appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I just it just didn't have a definitive what is this? It's a good movie. You knew it wasn't hardcore serious drama, but it wasn't balls out slapstick comedy. It was somewhere in a gray area. What is this? And Bette Miller's in that movie. By the way, when she opens that robe, nigga. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I throw her to, I throw her to Bratwurst, nigga. <laughs> I would throw her to Bratwurst. I just think that the, if you guys get a chance, check out the... It get is, Shorty. It's one of my favorites of all time. Seriously. I, and I know I have some weird taste out there, but... Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Um, all right, coming up. Uh, and thank you to any new listeners. Uh Aries Spears 45 at Hotmail for any questions, concerns, any things you want to talk about. Um, this is from from the it, there's a number one and a SY Will. I don't know how you say that. 
Fursy Will. Uh, just uh, yeah, it's called Feel the Pain. Listen to Feel the Pain by P Field on SoundCloud. Uh, hope you guys enjoy. I think he said he's a if if I'm getting this right, a re- a religious rapper or a gospel rapper. All right. So he's rapping about God and Christ uh, with no swearing, no N-words, and everybody in his hardcore hood is eating wafers and drinking holy water. Does he have, does he have a choir behind him? Yeah, I think he might. I'm going to listen to that, hear it for the first time. It's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Oh. Rapping about God. And that's how I get pussy. <laughs> All you motherfuckers put your crosses in the motherfucking air. Are they going to wave them? Wave Jesus like you just don't care. Eat these motherfucking wafers and drink this holy water. Non-bitches. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's going to work for you. No. No, nah, you're not a Christian rapper. Right. We're done. Inside me, Lord, take it away. I can't live like this day to day. I got this pain inside me, Lord, take it away. I can't live like this day to day. I can't live like this. I gotta change the people who I'm with so I can go and get the pay. I can't live like this. I gotta change the people who I'm with so I can get the pay. What is this pain I feel it? Keeping aside my pride, I don't feel like sharing like Thanksgiving. I'm at war with my personal self. Stress and high blood pressure, it ain't good for my health. I often think about ending it at times, but I gotta make it any means necessary, including my rhymes. I see signs from the man up above. I got a question, am I doing wrong to go to hell? Or just good enough to soar like a dove? You give love and respect to get back, but in the end, get checked and then cracked. That's why I just chose to stay away, turn the vision in the marriage. I lane until we pay, but if it don't, how sway? The rainy days, life half full like a bag of lays. Is anything I can do besides stay true? Word of pieces, I need some gorilla glue. I got this pain inside me, Lord, take it away. I can't live like this day to day. I got this pain inside me, Lord, take it away. I can't live like this day to day. I can't live like this. I gotta change the people who I'm with so I can go against the pain. I can't live like this. I gotta change the people who I'm with so I can get the pay. This shit runs deep like the seven seas. Lord, please, can you see me on my hands and knees? I done gave everything I have, learned lessons. I gained wisdom as the owl over Fiki with the staff. All they do is laugh. They don't believe in the nigga. I see the future calling me because I'm glistening, my nigga. But was this love in the early days? Now day ones or day tens throw their ass away. What's the purpose while I'm here alive? Is it to strive or get killed because I look like somebody in That's how I get pussy. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>